I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is SEC football and beyond. As we put another week of football to bed. Week eight, to be specific, folks. We are. College football season goes very quickly, doesn't it? And uh, we are kind of at that stage where it's the Last weekend in October, we're flipping the calendar to November. And, folks, that's it. Once we get through November, we're done except for the one week of the championship games. And then we're already there. So it's um, it's getting down to cases. Know more and more about these teams every week. This show is about kind of giving you a little bit of a thumbnail look at how these teams look in the film room. You get people tell you, well, I think this, and I think that that's fine. I mean, everybody has a right to an opinion. What we try to do is give you something that's a little bit more substantive in terms of what does the film say? Uh, Because you already know what everything else, uh, you know, what you hear and talking heads and all that, which to me means zero. uh, But a lot of people listen to that stuff and focus on that. But here's what we do know. Uh, this past week specifically, and we try to focus on the current week and then maybe branch out as when when possible. Alabama, they didn't have any threat from Mississippi State. They rolled them 30 to 6, and the 6 was kind of a late score. Um, they led 30 nothing until the end. Um, garbage touchdown. But there's some issues with Alabama offensively. Um, their offensive line did not play well. And they still have some work to do. It's a bye week. They've got a week before they play LSU. And and I'm very curious to see how they develop through the course of their bye week relative to what uh, LSU does. So Mississippi State's got a real problem. We'll get into that with their issues. Our Tennessee feasted on UT Martin. We thought they would do that. Missouri gets a win. It's finally an SEC win over Vanderbilt. I don't know that they're going to get another one, quite frankly. Um, that's saying an awful lot. This Missouri team's got some some real issues, I, I think, particularly on offense. They were up 17-0 to start the second half, and then Vanderbilt had a fourth and one in Tiger territory that would have put them in field goal position. But Missouri got a stop. They moved to three and four. That's where it is. It's got to take a look at, again, um, Georgia, Florida, Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky were uh, all off in week eight. Made for a, not a very exciting week. Now, this week's going to be interesting with Tennessee, Kentucky, but uh, we'll kind of see how this plays out. Let's kind of take a look at the teams. I'm going to, as I like to do, go team by team. We'll kind of, I will go in reverse order or we'll go in, in, in whatever order. Uh, Vanderbilt, 
three and five, zero oh and four in SEC play. You know, they lost that game 17-14 at Missouri. Um, they're trying to end their multi-year. Now it's a multi-year losing skid against SEC. Um, and this was probably their best chance to get a win. If you look at it, think about it. Um, they've got South Carolina, which is playing better. Kentucky, no. Florida, they won't lose to Vandy. And they certainly have no shot against Tennessee. So that was their best chance at a win. Um, and they couldn't get it done. It was close, though. Got to fix some issues. Um during the open week before hosting South Carolina, they nearly beat the Gamecocks on the road last year before a final second drive. Quarterback A.J. Swan is going to have to play better, play his best game of the year if they're going to have a shot against South Carolina. More on that the latter part of the week. But the defense scored seven of those points in that um, 17-14 loss. Still major problems on offense. Mike Wright led the Commodores to the only scoring drive after he replaced A.J. Swan for the second half. The defense is fighting hard, playing pretty hard. The offense had a bunch of issues, um, lots of mistakes, lots of misassignments, not a lot of playmaking ability there. It was, uh, again, probably their best chance. Another 0-8 conference record appears to be in the offing for Vanderbilt. Missouri. Uh, not much better. Um, this was the first win of the year for them, and as I kind of alluded to at the start, um, what can you say? Um, it's not a very good team. They've lost three straight one-score one score games against SEC competition heading into the game against Vanderbilt, but they managed to win a close one. And I know the best win that Missouri's had all year was their close loss to Georgia. Uh, is it a confidence builder? Um you know, they got South Carolina coming up, road underdog. We'll see if they can do anything there. I don't – I'm not a believer in South Carolina, although they're winning more games than I anticipated. And it has a lot to do with uh, some unique circumstances, no doubt. But they, they deserve credit. At least they're competitive, South Carolina is, and doing a good job. Missouri has played pretty efficiently on defense throughout the year. Outside of that early blowout loss to Kansas State, I would say this. This is a game that South Carolina has to be careful um, of, but this is just not a very good team. It's The second half offensively for Missouri was really bad looking at the tape. It, you know, And this is Eli Drinkwood's offense. I mean, he's maybe needs to look at what he's calling, how he's calling, getting some fresh ideas. Um, when Missouri went into clock-killing mode, only 10 <clears throat> with 13 minutes left in the game. I, I knew it, they were in trouble watching it. And a fumble, a missed field goal, a punt later, Vanderbilt had a chance to win the game. And they were only saved by Vanderbilt's ineptitude. Um, a turnover on downs. Ugly, ugly football. Really looking, bad looking situation. Uh, what worked in the first half was getting the ball to Luther Burden. Um, Vanderbilt did a good job of limiting in the second half, but that's where Drinkwitz has to find ways to get him the ball. If he can't, you got to find some options because there are not a lot of answers on offense. Um, look, Auburn, Brian Harson, all the talk, he's going to be gone in the bye week. That was not the case. Um, 
Brian Harson survived the bye week. It's a major win for him, I guess, in this regard, and not many wins this year. They are slight home underdogs against Arkansas. Now, there's an assumption that Brian's not going to survive, and, and I don't think he will. And I don't know that there's as much as I think he has been held a really bad hand there administratively uh, or outside the administration. I, I still say that there's justification to making a coaching move. Um, but but we'll see what they can do the rest of the year. And I, look, I at least give that team who's not quit on him every chance to do whatever they can during this season and maybe at least, you know, fight for a stretch and see if three wins. Can they get three more wins and go to a bowl game? Can they do that? Think about this. Got Arkansas, Mississippi State. They got AM, Western Kentucky. Folks, that's two games that they can win. AM, Western Kentucky. That puts you at five. Can you beat Arkansas this week at home? Or can you beat Mississippi State? I know they play Alabama. Well, I'm not. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, is it possible? We'll see. Um, what did they do in the bye week to focus on getting the running game to work around Tank Bixby? Uh, using Robbie Ashford in the run game has been successful. Uh, they've lost three straight. Uh, they fought hard in a loss to Ole Miss, Ole Miss two weeks ago. We'll see against this Arkansas team that's had its own issues. How competitive can they be? It'll be interesting to see if what they can do um, at the quarterback position, what they can get out of this offense. AM, it's uh it's in complete disarray. You've probably heard there's more and more suspensions. Look, a couple of things. A, yes, they were overrated. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's one of the problems with expectations that are falsely put up about how good a team is. Anybody that's followed LandryFootball.com Knows that AM, I didn't think AM was nearly as good as people were saying. Offensively, I had question marks on the offensive line. I didn't know who the playmakers were going to be. I didn't know how good the quarterback was going to be, meaning I had questions about it. I still got questions at quarterback. The offensive line's every bit as questionable as I thought. And the playmakers, uh, every bit as questionable as I thought. Yet I thought they'd have some good young players on defense. They're doing pretty well there. However, it's getting really ugly because there's a heightened expectation. The off season of a lot of talk, a lot of bravado, 
Now you got three freshman players that are being suspended due to a locker room incident after last week's game. And you're looking at what type of culture do they have? What type of problems do they have culturally? You know, when you recruit based on name, image, and likeness, and they're coming for money, look, there's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong with capitalism. But if you are going for that reason, which I think that's what they're doing, they're getting guys to buy into the money. You have, every, it's a selfish attitude, a me first attitude. And when things go bad and they are going bad, you don't have people pulling together, they're pulling apart. Which is why you have to go to a place for the right reason. And oh, by the way, still make your name, image, and likeness money. But we're not seeing it. We've got a lot of question marks. And so what you're having right now is a lot of those guys are being called and are being told, hey, you're liking that offense over there? Yeah, 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 you took the money. You know what? We can get you even more money here because we think you're really good and you can start for us. And look at our offense. Look what we're doing. And so they're fighting that. So you've got some problems personnel-wise that they were overrated, yet they still overall have pretty good talent. They should be competing better. They shouldn't be so lopsided as a team that they can't beat a South Carolina. But they're three and four and one and three in the league. And they could get a beatdown, a major beatdown by Ole Miss this weekend. And if that happens, it just, it's a snowball just building steam downhill, and it looks like it's in complete disarray. Uh, and it's a new scheme. We need this look. It's not a new scheme that's needed. What is needed is more flexibility in how you do things. I think an improvement on how you develop players, because I think there's some good young players on that offense that are not getting developed. This is a very poorly coached team on the offensive side. Daryl Dickey, Damian Craig, very weak coaches on that offensive staff, big time. And that is hurting them. And Jimbo needs to recognize that. Look, Jimbo is the head coach. He is the de facto offensive coordinator. And the biggest problem they have is the offense. So it's all his fault because you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. You're the guy making the decisions that are causing the problems or you're not doing the right things to enable other people to do a better job than you're able to do. In either case, it falls under you. It... Um, it's got a huge buyout. You know the story. You, you know the numbers. If you don't, I'll repeat them for you. The buyout at the end of this year would be $85.9 million. At the end of 23, $76.8 million. After 2024, $67.5 million. All the way down to, you know, 2028, $29 million. I mean, the record is the Gus Malzahn, buy, Gus Malzahn buyout. $40 million. This is 85. It's um, a lot of money. And I think that there's panic by the people that support the program. But 
is there enough to say we're going to make a move on him? No, I don't think that's going on right now. I think there's a lot of pressure to say we expect better. Now, here's what the issue is going to be. Is Jimbo going to stand his ground and say, you don't like it? You go kick rocks and pay me my $85 million. Or does he look at this and say, I need to do something different? I need to make some changes that are substantive that's going to help to improve our development, particularly on offense, but overall in the program. And and if he doesn't do it and it doesn't work, then we're probably talking about a conversation next year. If he doesn't make those changes and they don't stick, or if he you know doesn't make the changes and they play poorly, he does make the changes and it begins to get better. Look, there's it's at this stage there needs to be signs of improvement it doesn't look like there's a chance that they can avoid disaster look AM right now is unlikely at three and four find three more wins for them to even be bowl eligible seriously Ole Miss no Florida Auburn UMass maybe LSU doesn't look like it AM not even being bowl eligible you have to try to be not bowl eligible. Um, it, it's an issue. It's it's a big time issue, and it's going to create a lot of negativity. And here's the thing: you could talk all you want about the great recruiting class. How many of those guys are going to stay? Will they stay the course? There's a lot to be learned about this AM program, not just on the field, but how the on the field affects the off the field. Because I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you for fact that there are players on that AM team in that recruiting class, that vaunted recruiting class last year, that are being called, as they all are, about, hey, that's a sinking ship. We got something here. You got your money. We can give you money and an opportunity to win. How many of them are going to stick with AM? How many of them are going to leave? I don't know. I really don't know. I honestly don't know. But that's a real thing. That is not a thing if they're competitive and at least on their way to winning, say, nine games. They're not even – they're not even get six wins. It's a mess. It's a big-time mess. I've gone a little bit more outside the film roll on, on AM because I think you've heard me talk about the issues. Quarterback plays a problem. Protections are not really good. Not enough playmakers. Okay, they don't do enough in this scheme – to help people out. Look, I have been very critical of Mike Leach and his unwillingness to change and adapt and modify and help his players be successful. He is a you fit my system type of guy, not I'm going to adapt things. Look, I want you to come over to what I'm doing, but on the way over, I'm going to meet you halfway and get you things that are going to help you be successful, even though it's not my ideal look at what I want in the program, but it's going to help us win a few more games. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike Leach doesn't do that. And I've been a big proponent of Jimbo Fisher. He is just as bad. And so I'm, I'm going to sit there and I tell it like it is, like the film teaches me on it all the time when I study it. Jimbo's not doing a good job of helping his players be successful. He is not. And I understand he believes in his system, but he needs to look at the system and he needs to understand that there's things to modify that he can do to help his quarterbacks. Now he's got a young quarterback that he may turn to and may turn to the future. But is he going to help him? Or is he going to maybe cause negative confidence, meaning negativity on uh, inheriting this, this kid's confidence? You've got a major problem there. I see some positives on defense. I see a team that could be pretty salty on defense in a year or two. But if they don't fix the offense, it's going to be a lopsided team. And it's going to be a major problem. And we'll see how willing they are to, to write big checks because they're going to be writing checks for dead money pretty soon if they don't watch it. Mississippi State, look, it's similar in some ways, but not as bad. They're five and three. They're two and three in the conference. And the expectations at Mississippi State are not the same. The only thing similar between Mississippi State and Texas A&M is maroon. Mississippi State has taken two body blows since that three-game winning streak pushed the Bulldogs in the top 25. Lack of a rushing attack has played into it. Didn't we say it? Mississippi State looks a little different. They're running the football. Add up, boy, Mike. Boy, he's reverted back to being Mike. And the inability to run the football, the unwillingness to run the football, killed them against Kentucky. It killed them against Alabama. Look. If you're going to run against a pattern match team that basically plays man within a zone area, you're not going to have success just running the straight crossers. You've got to be able to run the football. They're going to play two deep safety. Run the football out of it. No, because every one of my plays is brilliant and only players can screw it up. When we win at Texas Tech, And Washington State at Mississippi State, it's all me. It's all my brilliance. We lose, it's the dumb players and their fat little girlfriends, and they're scared to play Alabama. You know what, Mike? I'd kind of be scared to play Alabama, too, if I had you coaching. It's a problem. Look, they're a good team when they play bad teams. Okay? They're a bad team when they play good teams. Because they don't know how to attack. He can't upcoach you as much as people think. Okay. In the SEC, they're going to be anywhere from the 10th or 14th best team in the league, depending on how bad the other teams are. Right now, Vanderbilt's worse. Missouri's worse. We know 
Auburn is is struggling. But I got news for you. Auburn will figure things out. Hugh Freeze would make a, a huge difference there and an impact there. Okay, Missouri, I'm not buying them. I'm not buying them. You can stay out of the, the bottom. So you're not maybe, you can avoid 14, 13, but 12's in play. It really is as a program. It's a team that's not bad personnel-wise. This is about as good as Michael do in his tenure at Mississippi State. It really is, unless there's some unusual circumstances where everybody falls apart in one given year. And stay. This is good quarterback. Some pieces, they don't have great playmakers at receiver, but they don't recruit well enough. Mike doesn't. He doesn't do the same thing. Look, Ole Miss doesn't get elite players, but he recruits pretty well. He finds certain guys that, and they they build a system around playmakers, and they get guys in the transfer portal for better personnel at, at Ole Miss. Florida's been inconsistent. They're four and three, one and three. Look, I it's one year one. What I see is a team that's not nearly as talented as we think of Florida being. Um, they got hammered by LSU. I expect them to get hammered in the big Georgia-Florida game this weekend. Um, Anthony Richardson's going to need to play well. They're going to need to play a clean game. Probably was impressed with how they played against Tennessee for stretches just about anything. They're just not that good. They're going to have to kill it on the recruiting trail. They're going to have to be really organized, and, and I think Billy's doing that. I think the team's fighting. I don't think the team's very good. I think the defensive problems are most concerning on third down. I think there's some things they need to look at. People have asked me, what is Billy doing? A lot of it is they've modified and made some adjustments, but they're also recognizing that they don't want to compromise a lot of the basic standards of what they want to be. They're trying to siphon out who's in, who's keepers, and who's not. But there's a lot that needs to be done to improve that program. Arkansas is a perfect example of, look, a program that's been well coached. Um, It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. They're just not as good this year. Some key guys missing through injuries through the draft this past year. This is where Arkansas is. Their range is not, can they contend for the West? That's not That's not the, the world they live in, okay? They can maybe win 10 if things break right and they have the right type of pieces in place in a developmental program. It was a really good win against BYU. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, a lot of people say the injuries have injured the hopes of winning the SEC West. They, there may have been hopes. They weren't realistic. You know, K.J. Jefferson, when healthy, is a good player for them. Um, 
he's a dual threat guy. Depth is a concern. Look, I think Auburn can play them well. I think Auburn could beat them. Um, but an off week, brutal stretch of games. We'll see how they're able to get healthy, get rested, and see what they can do. Uh, we'll see um, what happens this week. We'll break down the game for you against uh, against Auburn and Jordan here. South Carolina, 5-2, and 2-2. Two, two and two. Look, let's start with giving Shane Beamer and South Carolina credit. I know there's a ton of excitement. I know there's a ton of excitement. That's great. Beating NM, it's, it's, it's great. Never done that. I hate to say it because it sounds like I'm taking something away, but the reality is, what have you really done? And what are you going to do the next two weeks? I expect you to beat Missouri and Vanderbilt. You're going to go to seven and two, and that's really good. That's going to be four and two in the league. That's good at South Carolina. But I, I just want to tell you that when I watch him, I see some good players on defense up front. I still don't see a team that's ready to take a quote-unquote next step in the SEC. Um, Georgia State got, got hammered by Arkansas and Georgia when they were healthy. Charlotte, South Carolina State wins. Kentucky without Will Levis. AM, we know the problems. That's more about AM than South Carolina did not look impressive beating AM. Just going to tell you. They didn't. They just, they didn't screw up as much as AM. That, that's not saying a whole lot. But again, expectation level gives a different perspective. I get it. And I think they've got some wins. Look, go on the road and beat Florida. That'll, that'll, be something pretty special. Um, not 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 as special as it normally is, but that's pretty good. Missouri, Vanderbilt, I mean, going to get hammered by Tennessee and Clemson. So you got, um, you're at best an 8 and 14. And I think, you know, Florida is going to be your 7 and 5 or 8 and 4 determination. And, and that's making progress to a degree. But I would say that you're going to have a hard time. Um, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky are the four best programs in the East. South Carolina is going to be no better than fifth out of seventh in the SEC East most years. Again, I know Kentucky's not clear number four. Because healthy, you know, not healthy is going to determine some of those things. But you're not going to penetrate the top. I, it was a it was a good win, and I and I'm I'm happy for them. I just don't think they're that good. Kentucky actually looks a little bit better when they're healthy. They weren't. South Carolina earned the win. I'm not saying that. Kentucky looks better. Um, Will Levis. Makes a difference in the world. Chris Rodriguez, you know, destroyed Mississippi State. Um, you know, I think I think if you put Mississippi State against South Carolina, I think Mississippi State, well, everything I said about State, wins that game by 14, 17 points. I, I just think there's a difference there. Um, the Wildcats needed a much-needed week of rest. Uh, banged up, but healthy. Uh, Will Levis. Chris Rodriguez, they're going to take their chances on Rocky Top this weekend. Ole Miss, tough loss. Um, 
week schedule, seven and one. Look, they look like a team that's going to end up 10 and two. Um, worse nine and three, you know, with, with probably more of a, you know, a, um, a 10 and two record, you know, it's a 10 and two schedule, probably an eight and four type team. Um, we didn't know what they were going to be against LSU and it was going to determine a lot for us. And they, they just came out 14 points early. LSU did a great job with defensive adjustments, reducing their front, taking away the run. And once Ole Miss got behind, they had no real options on offense. They can't throw the football. So you've got to stop their run game. You make them beat you with the pass. And then offensively against their defense, this is not that good of a team. Yet they can win 10 games. So I know we think about SEC is, oh, God almighty, the gauntlet of the – there's no gauntlet. There's no gauntlet. It depends on who you are. The conference is so big, you can avoid some of the good teams and hit all the weak teams. We just went over the East. We went over a South Carolina team that looks very average, and, and they're getting ready to go 7-2. and two. Ole Miss, Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa. Got a win against Kentucky that's more impressive than the South Carolina win over Kentucky because it had Will Levis. Beat Vanderbilt. Beat a struggling Auburn. First good team you played LSU, you lost. Now you got AM. Well, likely going to win that, maybe decisively. Then you got Alabama, likely lost. Arkansas is winnable. And I think Mississippi State is always fun and winnable. There's probably 10 wins, yet they're not that good of a team. They're really not. I'll tell you, if we had a 12 team playoff, they wouldn't be in a 12 team playoff. They're not good enough. They'd have to have beaten LSU or beaten Alabama to be good enough, or played somebody in the pre-conference schedule to warrant that. Um, Two halves, you know, um, against LSU. Uh, Turnovers, inability to get enough consistency on offense against this pass rush uh, was tough. Uh, It was a tough environment. They couldn't handle it. LSU is certainly improved. Probably as improved as any team in this league, one of the best in the country, from first game on. If you look at well-coached teams, one sign of a well-coached team is how much you get better during the course of the year. We just had a discussion about Mike Leach and Jimbo Fisher. This is an example of a coach in Brian Kelly that is running his offense with Mike Denbrock, not the way he wants to run it, but the way that's going to enable his team to have the most success this year. He's taken Daniels and made him really good. He, they've made him from a guy that could not do anything other than run the football to a team, to a guy and a team that is running a team that is making enough plays in the passing game. Why are you doing it? You're not sitting there like Jimbo Fisher. And Mike Leach saying, yeah, I had the open guy on your third read. Guys, these guys don't see this. They have a hard time seeing it. So you either better get you a guy that can do what you want done, or you better, I hate to say dumb it down, you have to simplify it so you can let those guys play freely. That's what Brian Kelly's doing. They played lights out. 
um, against Ole Miss. They attacked Ole Miss's defense mightily, and defensively, they made good adjustments to slow down a strong Ole Miss start. Look at the in-game adjustments by this LSU team. That alone won them the Mississippi State and Ole Miss games. Incredible. LSU has some talent. Really good receivers, and if Daniels is playing well, they're pretty good. And this has taken pressure on the offensive line, which has some holes. And then it's let a running game have some success. And defensively, <clears throat> they're pretty good up front. They're not as good on the back end. But they're still, they're a well-coached team. Very good. They don't panic. They play with poise. They still make mistakes. But but really, really good. Alabama, I've talked about them. Didn't think they'd have a problem with Mississippi State. They didn't. What did the film say? That's what we're here for. Um, look, it looks like it's much improved. Well, the only thing is improved that they played a weaker team than Tennessee, and they were able to win, win more comfortably. Yeah, yeah the defense played better. The defense played better because you played an offense that's much more simplistic in Mississippi State and not nearly as well coached as what Tennessee's doing. And Tennessee's got playmakers at receiver, and they cause conflict of assignment to a team like Alabama, whereas Mississippi State is very easy to figure out what they do, how they're going to do it. That's why Alabama was able to break on every ball and seemingly defend every ball. Bryce Young was really good. Uh, he seems, you know, in rhythm, and, you know, I think that's a that's a big factor. Alabama is going to be fine as it relates to their schedule. The, the LSU game we'll get into more next week since LSU and Alabama are on a bye this week. But I think what Alabama, as I said earlier, what Alabama and LSU do in the bye week are going to be pivotal. Alabama still has the edge. They still have, I think, a chance and will likely win the the West in, in, uh, if they're able to beat um, LSU. I think they'll beat Ole Miss as well. I think they'll beat Auburn. And they'll end up in the conference championship game with a chance maybe to play Tennessee, but more likely Georgia. And that will determine whether uh, – where they go. It's not a question of if Alabama is going to get better. They're going to get better. Are they going to be good enough to win in the playoffs? That's what we're going to see over time. Georgia, um, I think Georgia is still the team to beat. Um, I think they're really good. They are like anybody else that when you replace a lot of pieces, you've got to work and adjust to that. I think they're doing it pretty well. Uh, they're going to blow out Florida. They don't really have any threat the rest of the way. Uh, excuse me, uh, after Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech. So the Tennessee game obviously is going to tell all. Uh, it's going to be unbeaten versus unbeaten, unbeaten in the conference, unbeaten nationally, un, you know, top five, top three, however you rank them. Doesn't matter at this point. But I think that Georgia is a more well-rounded team than Tennessee. Um, they're probably not as explosive, but I also think they might have a better chance of defending a little bit of what Tennessee likes to do. And remember, this game is going to be in Athens, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, Tennessee's just rolling along. Hendon Hooker's been great. The receivers have been great. Now, Cedric Tillman might be back for, for uh, Kentucky. Um, defensively, I think a couple of things are underrated. 
I think the offensive line play of Tennessee has been really underrated. Even though the scheme really helps it, this has been an underrated performance because that has been the key to their ability to work the football uh, vertically as much as they have and making big plays. They've done a good job, and they're underrated in the run game. Now, again, I know they're blocking a lot of soft fronts, but they're still doing it very well. So they've done really good. And I think defensively, again, aided by their offense and playing with leads, I think the defense has done a good job. Still think Georgia is the better team. Still think Georgia will win in Athens. And I think it's going to be a discussion. We'll get to that at that point. But this is a good Tennessee team. Again, um, as I've looked at it, I thought that they were a, to me, a team that was a 10 and had a 10 and two schedule. And I think they're, you know, obviously beat Alabama. So I don't think they're going to, they're going to be an 11 and one team or 12 and 0 during the regular season. So they're a little better than I thought, but I thought they had a 10 and two schedule. And I thought they were a nine and three, eight and four type team. They're, they're better than that. And their schedule is probably, um, not as difficult as it might seem. LSU, good, but LSU's gotten better since they played them. Um, and I don't think it's, you know, necessarily a reflection of just who they played, but I think LSU literally has gotten better. And I think Florida's not as good. So I think the Alabama win was a really good one, obviously, but we're going to see about this Tennessee team against Georgia, no question. So, hey, that's a look. A reminder to check out LandryFootball.com for more detailed film room analysis of all of these teams, all of these games, all of the breakdowns, as well as subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. We'll be back later in the week to break down the upcoming games for this weekend in the SEC on SEC Football and Beyond. We'll talk to you down the road, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.